This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help, seek out a qualified medical services provider or other healthcare professional. Welcome to the Live Your Yoga podcast, a podcast dedicated to discovering and sharing all the ways in which yoga can be lived off the mat. Real stories by real people, just like you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Today, I would like to talk about being an ESL yoga teacher. So ESL means a person whose English is a second language. And how I found a way to detach myself from the outcome of my teaching. Because I think when we are ESL teachers, it is hard to not compare yourself with people that are born in the place you are and they grew up there and they learn how to teach there and their teaching comes out so effortlessly or at least that's what I thought that the teachers I used to practice with that were locals or or were from that area at least that's how I saw them I saw that their teaching was effortless so I find that it is very important to be able to detach from the outcome as a Niazel yoga teacher because I think, and I might be wrong, but personally, I was attaching myself too much to the final product, how the class ended, how it was for everyone based on what I've said. Did I say the right things in the class? If I make a mistake, then how am I going to solve the mistake? Or if I made a mistake, did I figure out a way that I didn't break the flow of the class? So there are so many things that come to mind while teaching in a second language. And to be honest, these might also be thoughts that come through people's minds even if English is their first language. So I thought that I would share my experience teaching in English. And hopefully this experience will help you if you're a new teacher and English is your second language. And also if you are just very self-conscious about the way that you cue or what you say or that you're afraid of making a mistake, then I hope that this podcast will help you or let you know that you're not alone. So I grew up in Colombia and my first language is Spanish. And I moved to Canada when I was 18 So I finished high school and right after that is when I moved to Canada and I actually came here to study English to Canada. I 
I didn't study English a lot in Colombia. My schooling was not immersive or I didn't have strong English, uh, a strong English foundation. But I did study English since I was a child, um, you know, maybe once a week or something like that. We actually received English classes at school about once a week and maybe I would have an extra class here and there with another teacher or take a course here and there. So when I came to Canada, I ended up in level four at the school that I was studying English. I ended up at level four out of eight. So about halfway there. And it took about a year and a half to have enough English that I was able to apply to university because that is eventually what I wanted to do is to have enough English to pass so I can do um, or I can go to university in Canada. And after a year and a half, I went to university, I studied a degree in university, had to deal with classmates that were native, obviously, and they were writing beautiful essays in English class. And and I felt self-conscious because um, even though I passed these classes, sometimes I would just pass with a C plus or B minus, nothing like an A plus or a like my classmates so that's where my self-conscious started my self-conscious self-conscious journey or my questioning about my level of English and if I basically was good enough to be able to to teach others or to stand up in front of a room and talk to others things like that I actually had a a lot of, um, I was very self-conscious standing in front of people, talking in front of people, because at university we had to do that sometimes when we had to present a project or talk about a specific topic. So that was horrible for me to be able to do that. And I usually, and I was never good at that. And I, I would mumble, I would say the wrong thing. I would say, um, let's, let's focus instead of let's focus into this specific area of the project. You know, like I would basically like, um, say, um, words that you're not supposed to say, um, because there are some words in English that, you know, like beach and bitch and, um, bed sheets or, Sometimes it's really easy to say bed sheds, things like that, that in Spanish we never think about because um, our language is not like that. English has a lot of um, pronunciations that we don't have in Spanish. So it takes a, a long time to get used to not saying the wrong thing. It takes a long time to not offend someone. Um, while you're trying to speak English, if you are from a Spanish speaking country. So I think uh, teaching yoga, after I graduated from university, I worked and then I 
had to leave that job. And then I thought of, of, of teaching yoga. And I think I started to do it just because I wanted to be more comfortable. Um, I wanted to be more comfortable speaking in front of people because I remember having such a difficult time while in university. So once I started learning English, I was about 24 years old. Oh, sorry. Uh, when, once I started learning to teach, uh, yoga, I was about 24 years old. I had come to Canada at 18. So I've been already speaking for five years and I was pretty comfortable with the language. I have, I had gone through university already, but still there was, I mean, all the body parts, all the anatomy, um, on top of that, you have to add the Sanskrit of the poses and things like the yamas and niyamas and, you know, things like that, that take, take a while to memorize. Um, I had to learn all that. Funny enough, if you asked me to teach in Spanish right now, I couldn't do it just because I'm so used to teaching in English now that, I mean, it's been more than 10 years. Um, it's been 13 years actually teaching in English. So, so it would be really hard for me to try to now even translate body parts. I have to think about it because I, I never, I never used that a lot, that language when I was in high school, basically in high school, you worried about other things. So, so, um, after learning, so after, um, learning to cue yoga in English, and then I started teaching, I would say things like, instead of saying shift your weight forward or shift your weight to your front foot, I would say things like shed your weight to the front foot. And, um, you know, so, I mean, yoga is supposed to be, uh, yoga is supposed to be a practice in which you are supposed to go inwards and, or, or, or a yoga teacher is supposed to be a person that holds a space so the students can go inwards. And I felt that I was just making people laugh or some people would just feel uncomfortable because they knew I was trying to teach in English or I was teaching in English that obviously my, my language wasn't English. So sometimes people, they know what you're wanting to say, but, and then they don't want to make you feel bad by not laughing. So it just becomes this whole um, internal conversation and it just takes the, the, it takes the, confidence away from you as you're teaching. So, so I basically eventually learned to detach myself from my own teaching. But one way that I did that was by making jokes. So when I would say something that wasn't appropriate, I would say, and by that, I mean, this other thing. I think, um, as a yoga teacher also, um, we are supposed to also practice. And I think, um, meditation is a big way or is a big tool or, or method in which we can know ourselves more and go inwards and get to know ourselves better. So when we teach, I think it's easier to catch our own mistakes or even catch the mistakes before they come out of the mouth. So then we don't have to then explain ourselves or, avoid saying something uncomfortable. So, um, I think that 
I eventually was able to detach myself by making a joke here and there or saying, or right and left also, I, I don't know, some part of my brain that had a long time or took a long time to get right and left. So I would say a lot of the times, move your left arm up when I wanted to say the right. So then I would say, and by the left, I mean your right arm. And sometimes I'm, that makes it into a joke and then you become more personal and uh, and kind of like breaks the eyes a little bit and people see you more as a human being and not as a yoga teacher. Be- who are you? Human beings. But I think sometimes we see yoga teachers as, as, as people that are higher than ourselves. But I think it's important to let people know that we're not and that we're normal like everyone else. And also simply practicing. Know that if you are a new teacher teaching in English and English is not your first language, know that eventually the more you do it, the better you're going to be at, you're gonna be at teaching yoga in English. Um, focus is a big one. The word focus, again, because I can say really easily without thinking focus. Um, and once again, that creates a lot of controversy or, or, or I personally feel really bad if that happens in a class. So I've worked really hard to simply be in constant checking with myself and avoid talking a lot. You know, when, when teaching yoga, just by saying, bring your arms up. That's all you need to say. Um, some people like to teach yoga like they're talking to you at the mall. And they add so many extra words. And that's great. And some people connect to that. But I feel that for my own sake, I had to keep it simple. I had to keep it short. Make space for lots of silence. Because when you say, reach your arms up. Stay here and breathe. Then that creates a space that lets you, that gives you permission to then stay silent after that. As opposed to saying something like, okay, guys, so now um, as you hold your ground with your feet, start to reach your arms up to the ceiling, reach, 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 and get your belly. And then notice what you're thinking. And, you know, like there's people that are, there are teachers that are so great at that, at always constant talking, but, but and can be, that could be annoying, but sometimes that can also be very nice for the people practicing because they want the constant talking in the background because they need that in order to focus and be in their bodies the same way that some people need music in the background and some people prefer not to have music. So my recommendations are if you are a new teacher and you are teaching yoga is keep it simple keep it easy if you want to start to get into more complicated sequencing you can do that later on when you have more experience teaching and also practice lots of meditation on your in your own time because that is going to help you to really think about what you're gonna say at a specific moment when you're going to say it, how you're going to say it. So then you avoid then having to explain yourself afterwards or feeling bad about it. And the other thing is 
use humor. If you do say something that is not appropriated in that situation, just say, and by that, I mean this other thing or, or say something else that will make people laugh and say, I'm sorry for the word that I just said. I didn't mean to say that. Um, or say, you know, I'm just learning English or just make fun, make fun of yourself. I think that's a great way to also lower, lower the expect expectations of everyone. So they know that you're a human being, as I've mentioned before. So I just want to leave you with this quote that I really like, that it helps me to remind myself that detachment is possible or that detachment is easier than I think. So the quote is by Caroline Adams Miller. Your life is a sacred journey. It is about change, growth, discovery, movement, transformation, continuously expanding your vision of what is possible, stretching your soul, learning to see clearly and deeply, listening to your intuition, taking courageous challenges at every step of the way. You are on a path exactly where you're meant to be right now. And from here, you can only go forward, shaping your life story into a magnificent tale of triumph, of healing, of beauty, of wisdom, of power, of dignity, and of love. So it is really that part in the quote that says exactly where you're meant to be right now that I really enjoy because if I make a mistake, if I'm practicing mindfulness so I can really think about what I'm trying to say in class. If I'm trying to keep my classes simple, like when I think of preparing my classes and all that, that sentence of you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. It's like, yeah, you know, that joke was meant to happen at the time. Um, that word, you know, whether it was shit or focus instead of shift and focus, uh, it was, it was meant to be there. It was meant for all the, the all those people to hear it. And I am exactly where I need to be right now. And basically, I'm not going to apologize myself. or I'm not going to apologize to anyone else because of what I did it. Or even um, apologize to myself. But, but simply say, if this is really uncomfortable, then it's not going to happen again. And I'm going to try my best. So it doesn't happen again. But if it does happen, then I have the tools to deal with it as opposed to punishing myself or feeling bad about it. Or, you know, sometimes we don't, that, sometimes that can ruin the day, basically. So I'm not going to do that next time. So I hope that this short podcast was helpful if you are an ESL yoga teacher and you know that if at any time you want to reach to me or ask me any questions, you know where to find me. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day. Namaste. Namaste.